Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VR investing podcast. Hope you had a good start to your week. Hope you had a good weekend. Markets who came back, you know what? Hey, we had reason to celebrate. Pretty rare. Pretty rare when you get back-to-back days with 600-point moves higher than the Dow in this market. But that's just what happened. From midday on Friday, uh, when the, the Dow was down 600, we rallied 600. Now we add on another 600 today. At one point today, we're up 750 points. So, you know, we're looking at 12, 1,300-point rally in a, in a day and a half, which, which really everybody, the question today was, so Jim Cramer must have gone uh, really, really bearish about midday on Friday. That's what everybody believes happened because all of a sudden the market's turned on a dime and the Nazi Jim Cramer had to have gone bearish, wrong way, runway. Uh, but uh, it will take, hey, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jim can turn bearish any day he wants to as long as we get this kind of a move higher. Uh, Dow Jones, matter of fact, the market pretty much across the board didn't finish to the highs today, but they had a good solid smart money hour. Uh, Dow Jones up 618. That's right at 2%. Today, matter of fact, it uh, led the way higher today. S P five hundred uh, up one point nine percent today. Russell two thousand up one point one percent, and the Nasdaq, after being lower after the open, made a sharp recovery. Actually, finished up one point six percent today. Today was a good day for Nasdaq as well. And um, you know, one of the things that everybody seems to assume, everybody seems to assume that we're just going to have a recession. Well, guess what the stock market does in the average recession. In the average recession, going back at least to 1950, as far back as I could find, the average recession, uh, stock market return, SP 500, for the average recession was a loss of 24%. Well, folks, on Friday and today, we dropped 20%. So the market has essentially already discounted a recession. The question is, what if we don't have one? What if we don't have a recession? That means we've had a, a, a sharp correction, and which means it is a buying opportunity. And I got to tell you, you know, if you if you follow us and listen to us much, you know, we, we follow investor sentiment very carefully and very closely. And when you see it, we have at least four major sentiment surveys that are all flashing extreme fear. Like they could get a little more bearish, but not by much. They're right there. Uh, again, the fear and greed index at six a couple weeks ago. Uh, you're looking at the uh, the Bank of America uh, bull and bear indicator as an extreme bearish. The Goldman Sachs indicator indicator at extreme bearish. You have uh, of of the 300 uh, money managers that Bank of America works with, they have more cash and they're more bearish than at any point in the last 25 years. Again, and why? Obviously, we've had we we have inflation at 40 year highs. We've got a, a, an administration that's completely either clueless or practicing intentional destruction. So it's not that there aren't reasons for it. But we don't have a recession. Uh, so it's just something to keep in mind here. Uh, most stocks have been going down for over a year. Again, the evidence of that, Kathy Woods, who's been the really the leading money manager for years, you know, kind of the, uh, the envy of Wall Street, really, and now has just been brutalized over the last, uh, what is it, 15 months with the ARC, uh, her uh, innovation fund, down 77%. So... There's already been a ton of destruction that's taken place. Most stocks have been going down for over a year. Folks, it, it, it's quite possible, if not likely, that we've already had the internal bear market. We've already had the internal destruction. That most stocks have now bottomed and that investors should be looking for buying opportunities. We made this point last week. Tyler focused on it on Friday. I'll make it again today. The markets discount as a discounting mechanism 
the markets look at least three months out and often six months out. Six months from now, we have the midterms. Again, if we're going to have gridlock in D.C., right, an environment, if, 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 if Republicans run the table uh, come November, and we're going to have complete gridlock in D.C. where Biden can't get anything accomplished, the markets love that. The markets love gridlock more than anything else. So I'm just saying, looking out, there are reasons to be more optimistic than what a lot of people fear right now. We, we, what we have right now, folks, is a massive wall of worry that's gone up. Because every every day it's another big fear. It's monkeypox, right? It's Rona making a comeback. It's World War Three, possibly, right? It's recession. It's inflation at 40-year highs. There's no shortage of fear. That's a lot of bricks in the wall of worry. And my experience with the wall of worry is markets like to climb them. Markets like to climb them often. So today's move higher on top of Friday's sharp reversal higher uh, is interesting and I think if it continues, it, it might even be able to convince some folks that something's happening beyond a bear market rally. Let me give you one more fact as well. Uh, you know, they, they say history doesn't often uh, repeat, but it often rhymes. And that really is the case in the market. So let's tell you what, uh, what, what I found interesting about this. You know, we, uh, we just had seven straight weeks of declines in the S&P 500, okay, uh, wrapping up on Friday. That's only happened three of the times, going back to 1950. And what's interesting about that is that in two of the three cases, the markets have skyrocketed higher over the next year with an average gain of 33%. In the other case, it, the markets were flat. Uh, and you combine that with what we're seeing elsewhere, again, that so much technical damage has been done. Right? The average stock, uh, again, a reminder, as of two weeks ago, the percentage of NASDAQ stocks above the 200-day moving average dropped to 8.9%, not excuse me, 9.8%. That's the third worst reading on record. Again, the damage has been done. So uh, uh, our view is that most stocks have hit their lows and that there are some very good opportunities here in this market, you know, for the smart money investor that maybe not really concerned about if the market drops another 2, 3, 4, 5%, but that we're 80 to 90% of the way there because that is when you start looking for value. That, that, that's exactly when you do it, because nobody catches the bottom exactly. Also today, the VIX uh, back down to 28, 28 handles today, down 3%. The 10-year at 2.85%. So the 10-years come down quite a bit. There's a lot of talk that the worst of inflation has been seen. I think that's probably right. I think that's probably right. The economist that we respect the most, Ed Hyman at Evercore, that's his view. And that going forward, we're going to see a... a, a pretty sizable drop in some of the inflationary readings. Uh, and again, when you have a stock market that declines this much, again, NASDAQ down 32% of the lows. Semiconductors down 32%. Again, Kathy Woods Arc Fund down 77%, right? SP of 100 down 20% as of Friday. When you have these kinds of losses, the wealth effect of the stock market begins to take its toll on the economy as well. That also is the economy slows, drives down inflation, the Fed's kind of doing the Fed's job for it, which is, of course, why they've been so aggressively jawboning this market lower, because they're trying to talk down inflation, pretty much desperate to get a handle on this, uh, so it doesn't spiral out of control. Uh, you know what? We're rooting for them. <laughs> we, we, are, we are rooting for them for sure. Okay, let's talk about the internals today, because it's a pretty good day today to get all the way around. Internals, uh, I wouldn't call these amazingly great internals. You know what? I'm not going to complain. Three to one positives here on volume, NYSE. 
better than two to one positive uh, NYSE for advanced decline. NASDAQ, not quite as positive, not quite two to one advanced decline. And a volume also not quite two to one, but still, uh, these are these are good readings. We still did have today, what is this, 360 stocks hitting a new 52-week low to just 36 that hit a new 52-week high. But got to remember, folks, a week and a half ago, we were seeing 2,000 stocks hitting a new 52-week low. So again, you know, the, we may not have seen the classical definition of capitulation, but we kind of saw it in other ways, didn't we? And so it's good. We're starting to see improvement in the internals. That actually started a couple weeks ago. Kind of gave us the heads up that maybe these lows are in place, at least, for, again, for most stocks. In our uh, sector watch today, we had nine of 11 sectors finish higher. My, my screen just shut down. Uh, but again, nine, nine of 11 sectors finished higher today. Good day there as well. In our commodity watch, we had, uh, quick refresh, gold today up uh, $9 an ounce at $18.51 an ounce. Silver up uh, $0.09, cent, also $0.09 cents an ounce. Excuse me. Yeah, $0.09 cents an ounce. Gold was up $9 an ounce at $18.51. Silver up $0.09 cents an ounce at uh, $21.76. Copper today up 1.5% at $4.34 a pound. And oil today up uh, just a little bit, up $0.45 cents a barrel. Trading right now, $110.74 cents a barrel. Finally, today, uh, Bitcoin Back below uh, 30,000, this is a little bit of a pattern change. The markets have been, whether the markets are following Bitcoin or Bitcoin's following the markets, there's been a direct correlation there. And it's good to see the markets hold really solid gains today, even though Bitcoin reversed lower. Bitcoin down 829 right now at 29,097. I think it'd be a real positive if Bitcoin goes lower and the markets can go higher. What the markets care about with cryptocurrencies are... uh, the major kind of risk, you know, the kind of risk that say, okay, this market's this this market of cryptocurrencies has gotten so large and now represents a systemic risk that could extend beyond cryptocurrencies and maybe affect the, the broader markets, possibly even the economy if real trouble emerges. And so far, the trouble from stable coins uh, losing their peg to the dollar to to to, to a buck seems to have uh, uh, maybe run its course. Maybe the worst case is done there. And again. That's a, that's a broad market positive, if that's the case. Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.